Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me. I hope y'all get, excuse me, a little something out of it. And hopefully it helps our country. Even if just a little bit. Lord knows we need it today. So. Ah, yes, I would be remiss. For those of y'all that continue to tell other people about the podcast, however you do it, whether it's word of mouth or social media or however else, thank you. Y'all help it to grow. And, and I'm very grateful for that. Not a whole lot on Homestead. We did manage to get back into the garden some yesterday and try and tackle the weeds that have already replaced the weeds that we cut down a week or two ago. It's hard to complain about things growing right now, though, because in this part of the world, very quickly, we're going to get to the point where we don't have that much rain. So, and then it'll come again in the fall and winter, and the cycle will continue. But the weeds are growing fast. Oh, and the chicks. The chicks are doing good. The puppy has not eaten any of the chicks yet, although that could be because there has been no opportunity. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast. Thank you for the people that listen to it, be with them and their families. Thank you for this wonderful, blessed nation that you have put us in. Help us to be good stewards of all that you have provided for us. Watch over our military in particular, and our law enforcement that are in harm's way. Be with them and be with their families. Comfort them. And Lord, be with our nation's children. Help us to lead them to know you and to not lead them down dark paths. In your Son, Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. And please guide my words. Amen. So we're going to go back to Togoville. One more day. And uh, we're going to start with something that both President Reagan and Eisenhower have used. I have struggled to find, I've heard a few people say that this was not a quote of de Tocqueville's, certainly not out of his book, Democracy in America. And the little research that I've done, has I, I haven't been able to turn it up either. However, both presidents used it, and perhaps I'm missing something. Either way, the quote, as you will see, is, is pretty spot on. 
I sought for the key to the greatness and genius of America in her harbors, in her fertile fields and boundless forests, in her rich mines and vast world commerce, in her public school system and institutions of learning. I sought for it in her democratic Congress and in her matchless constitution. Not until I went into the churches of America and heard her pulpits flame with righteousness did I understand the secret of her genius and power. America is great because America is good. And if America ever ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. Regardless of whether de Tocqueville uh, said that quote, and that's along the lines of a podcast I did a few years ago about uh, Vladimir about Lenin, I think. I think it was. And uh, the quote has been questioned. It's still accurate. Uh, And this is, obviously, the left today, folks, has no interest in God, uh, except the kind of God that they want God to be, whatever that is. Um, and, and so I think it was Benjamin Rush talking about a topic that I don't remember, you know, you kind of despair of ever changing those people, changing their minds and, and that's God's business. So leave that up to him. But the one that's really frustrating or, or the ones that, that really frustrate me at least are the people that consider them conservatives, consider themselves conservatives, consider themselves patriots, and still reject this truth. You you see it a lot today with the school choice argument. And I'm a big proponent of school choice in the current political and cultural environment. Uh, it, it seems almost necessary because of the way that we're spending taxpayer money immorally in public education today. Uh, and, and that's a really huge topic because uh, it's, it's not necessarily that we're spending it on the wrong things like buying a bus or something, but the way that we're educating the, the quote learning that we're pushing into our students and the way we're doing it. Uh, a taxpayer ought to have the right to decide where their money goes and not just the parents of children folks. So it's, we've gotten to the point where just like you have the ability to contribute to a, you know, like the red cross or salvation army or any organization like that charitable organization. I can't remember the tax number that goes along with that, but American citizens need the ability to, write that into their taxes and choose what organization their money is going to go to support. Uh, I got off topic there. The, the, the point is the, the really frustrating part is, so you see it in the school choice argument. They say, well, we just need school choice. Everybody needs to be able to send their kid wherever they want. Uh, and, and that certainly would have been improvement over what we've got today. But the problem is we need public education. You have to have public education. Our founders talked about that. They knew that. 
we can't just get rid of public education. And the problem is not having public education. The problem is public education the way it is today and the fact that God's not smack dab in the middle of it. And that's what this quote attributed to de Tocqueville covers. He said, you know, I went to your harbors. I went to your fields. I went to all your your Wall Streets and your trade and everything else. And I went to your Congress and your matchless constitution. I went to your public school system and your other institutions of learning, right? I went all over the place in America. And the only way I figured out what made America great was when I finally went into the churches and saw the pulpits aflame with righteousness. And his last sentence applies to every single institution that we have today. Our military, right? What we've seen come out in recruiting, the sexual immorality that's running rampant, uh, the just gross disregard for mission accomplishment and good order and discipline, troop welfare, uh, from senior officers to representatives and senators and elected officials, right? So you can talk about that. You can talk about public school systems. All of these institutions, his last sentence, to Tocqueville's last sentence apply, applies to. If America ever ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. Because our greatness, it's not that we're so much smarter than other countries. And, and this works in, at the community level too, folks. When you see two communities and one is far superior to another, this applies. When you see two school districts, even as bad as it is today, when you see two school districts and you're comparing them relatively, this applies. Because even as, as phenomenal a job as the left has done kicking God out of education, there are still some school districts, public school districts around the country that manage to sneak in little tidbits of truth, right? But so every single institution including our country, we're great, folks, because of our character, because of our relationship with God. That's what makes us different. You hear so many people talk about the Second Amendment, right? The Second Amendment is absolutely worthless if you don't have a moral and religious people, as President Adams said. Because then all you've done is put a whole bunch of guns in the hands of people that have no real character or moral guidance. And so you really want to know what makes America great. It's because America is good. And if you want to know what makes America good, you have to go into the churches and listen to their words about the principles of Jesus Christ. That's what makes America great. We're never going to be great, folks. There's no fiscal policy. There's no foreign policy, domestic policy. There's no solving the FBI or the CIA or the ATF or public school systems or the Marine Corps or Navy or Army. Or there's, there's no solving the problems that are attacking all of our institutions like a cancer separate from God. The safeguard of morality is religion, and morality is the best security of law as well as the surest pledge of freedom. 
So you can't have rule of law and freedom without morality, and you can't have morality without religion, Christianity. Again, folks, anytime anybody gets into a conversation with you uh, or starts, you hear them on TV or the radio or something, and they're saying that this was not a Christian republic, that when our founders talked about religion, they meant all world religions. They, they either absolutely don't know history or they're cherry picking a a very small amount of information with malevolent intent or, or, or they just have malevolent intent and they have no clue what they're talking about, period. So if we want freedom, right? And, and again, the New Testament tells us that where liberty, where freedom is, there is the spirit of the Lord, right? So you, you can't have freedom and rule of law without morality and you can't have morality without Christianity. And, and again, you know, I've heard, uh, I think Dennis Prager talked about this recently within the last six months or so. Does that mean that there aren't other religions that have, uh, you know what? It wasn't Prager either, actually. It was, well, I'm not going to throw somebody under the bus if I can't remember, but I don't think it was him. I can't remember where this quote came from, folks, but they said basically, does that mean that there aren't moral people who are atheists or moral people who are uh, Jewish or Muslim or uh, Hindu or Buddhist or people that act morally, I should say? No, absolutely not. But every single time in every single case, when those people are acting morally, they're following the principles of Christ, whether they know it or not, whether it's part of their religion written in some code somewhere or not. Every single time without fail, if they're doing something right and moral, they're following Jesus Christ. And every single time without fail, if they're doing something wrong or immoral, it goes against the teachings of Christ. And that's the thing that really gets a lot of people riled up is you, you can't ever do something right, no matter what it is, and not align with the principles of Christ. And at the same time, you can't ever do something wrong and not be going against him. The Americans combine the notions of Christianity and liberty so intimately in their minds that it is impossible to make them conceive the one without the other. <laughs> yeah, we'll end up here. So, Christianity and liberty are so intertwined in the minds of our early forefathers within 50 years of the Revolutionary War, give or take, when de Tocqueville was over here, that it is impossible for them to conceive of one without the other. You can't have Christianity without liberty. You cannot have liberty without Christianity. And, and that's the conundrum, folks. And then I'll leave you alone. This is really probably a longer topic, but you don't have to be a Christian in order to be an American, but you can't have the freedoms that we have in America if our country doesn't follow the principles of Christ. It's impossible. There is no liberty without those principles of Christ. You don't get the freedom of worship, the freedom to worship a false God or no God, whatever you want to do without those principles of Christ. That's the only place you get freedom and liberty. 
God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.